0: at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.
1: Welcome in, everybody, to the Landry Football Podcast Network. It is Big 12 football and beyond. And Oklahoma bounces back from a embarrassing Red River defeat with a win over Kansas. We told you that might happen with the return of Dylan Gabriel. Texas forced a pair of critical turnovers. Some people are very critical of the of the, um, the officiating there in that game, but they managed to get a win over Iowa State. How much of a factor are they in the Big 12 race? Uh, Anthony Cook forced the fumble of Iowa State cornerback uh, Hunter Deckers on the 32-yard line. Iowa State's now 1-7 in seven the last two years in one-score games in the Big 12. It's been a big bugaboo for them. We warned you that West Virginia might get into a shootout game and that West Virginia might surprise Baylor at home On Thursday night uh, in Morgantown, they did it, 43-40. Huge win for Neil Brown, much-needed win for him. Got a lot to get to. We're going to break down, kind of go through the games, recap them for you, give you some thoughts on what we saw inside the film room, but a reminder that you can get even more detailed film room breakdowns over at LandryFootball.com. Make sure that you take advantage of the football season sale Over there, it's the best deal we got going. It gives you a coaching and scouting viewpoint on the game of college football and the NFL. So make sure that you check it out. We try to cover in a brief form for you uh, all the games, all the teams over um, here on this, the Landry Football Podcast Network. So make sure that you subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network. So, um, again, Kansas took another loss in conference play. Uh, against Oklahoma, and, uh, and while the game had an effect on the maybe slight ability and dreams of Kansas maybe contending for a Big 12 title, a lot of results that were eye-opening. I'm going to start with how it started this past week on Thursday with the West Virginia win over Baylor. Uh, listen, Baylor could never create a distance from West Virginia in this game. It repeated mistakes, and it allowed the home team to – get out with the victory, and it essentially has taken Baylor out of the mix. The Mountaineer defense forced two fumbles, returned one for a touchdown. They picked up uh, um, Kyron Drones' pass. Drones was in the game after Blake Chapin took a big hit and left with an injury. It was certainly a factor in this game, but they scored a bunch of points. It was the defense that let them down. Chapin was having a career day. Likely maybe could have given them a better chance to win a shootout, perhaps. But um, – You know, uh, look, Gavin Holmes ended the day with 210 yards and just seven receptions, but it was West Virginia who used a 109-yard game from Caden Prather and a 163-yard two-touchdown game from Tony Mathis at running back to get their first win in conference play. Big win, as I said, for Neil Brown. Is it going to be enough? I don't know. We need to pay attention, and I know TCU's good more on them in a second, the biggest game of the week is coming up next. And would I come back for TCU? Uh, I'm not going to talk about style points, but this Texas team is right in the mix of the discussion in the big 12. Now the big 12 officiating officials had another controversial moment. They failed to call a targeting penalty on Anthony Cook of Texas for his tackle of Iowa State's quarterback Hunter Deckers. And a, a call that was initially rooted as Deckers down prior to the ball coming out stood to give the Longhorns the ball. And that was pivotal. Um, may not get out of the, that with a victory if uh, if that had taken place. The Iowa State defense played pretty well as it has most of the year. We've told you that studying them on tape, they look to be a very good defensive unit, um, but they're, making, they're having either bad luck or bad mistakes or situation circumstances. They've lost a lot of close games in the last couple of years, one in seven. So this, uh, they did a good job styming this Texas ground attack, but the Iowa State offense just not able to uh, good enough here. Quinn Ewers threw for three touchdowns. B. John Robinson ran for 135 yards. The defense did just enough in this game to come out with a victory. Curious to see Texas going forward. Curious to see what they're going to do, uh, obviously, this week at Oklahoma State. Um, Oklahoma State tough loss for them first loss against TCU watching the game is pretty clear that Oklahoma State was in control of the game they were going to win the game but it's the ability to finish and it's it's defensively getting off the field who can step up defensively and close out a game
0: okay round two name something that's not boring
1: laundry oh a book club computer solitaire
0: huh Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com
1: no purchase necessary over, by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details tcu came back from deficits of 17 in the second quarter 14 points in the fourth quarter. Big victory. They're unbeaten. Max Duggan was was good, was 23 for 40, threw for two touchdowns, had another score running it, 57 yards on 11 rushes. Spencer Sanders was efficient himself. He did have the one interception, but he ran it well. It was a quick start by Oklahoma State. But they couldn't put them away. And there are a couple of ways you put people away. You're able to run the football, play good defense, get off the field, shorten the game, or you have to score more points to put it out of reach. Um, It it was, you know, you've got to play cleaner games when you're in this position. We've seen this with Oklahoma State. There's a consistency and a brilliance to some degree with what Mike um, Gundy's been able to do at his alma mater. But there's – there. To me, there's efficiency in what he does. The offense is creative. I think that there are times their defense plays really well, but they're not the most talented team and they've got to do all the little things well. And when they don't, they get exposed in a league that's incredibly balanced. We've told you all year, year, year long that the Big 12 is the most balanced league in the country, meaning there's not an elite team and the bad team if it's west virginia who just won their first game that's the weak team and we'll get into kind of how we stack them in a bit that's a pretty good w- worst team in your league and they just you know they they couldn't hold them off um tcu tied the game just under two minutes left and second overtime uh, you know a couple of penalties hit, and all of a sudden there you go. The game's over. You had Kansas State and Texas Tech on a bye. Um, so let's kind of take a look at them again, um, kind of how they stack up. I would probably put TCU and Oklahoma State and Texas. Um, certainly, uh, if you look at TCU, look, just the fact that they're they're unbeaten, you gotta got to put them there and say they're the team to beat. <clears throat> but here's the problem with the Big 12 now. TCU. God bless them. If they go unbeaten, let's have this conversation. I don't think with the with the balance of this league and with TCU being good but not great, I don't. I'd be shocked if TCU goes unbeaten. So you're at the point now where TCU is the only unbeaten team. Oklahoma State's got one loss. Texas has got two. Kansas State has got one loss it, it, to, to Tulane. Not in the league. I'm talking about Oklahoma. We know Kansas, Texas Tech, all those West Virginia. You know, Baylor now three and three, Iowa State, you know, those those are the 10 teams. There's the only chance of quote unquote winning the Big 12 and being in playoff conversation is an unbeaten team. Oklahoma State, if they run the table table to 11 1, are not in. Texas at 10 and 2 are not in. Kansas State is not in. So TCU is the only chance. And I don't think they're going to get that done the rest of the way. It was a great win against Oklahoma State. Um, You got Kansas State that's got an unbeaten conference record. Uh, I don't think they're good enough to go unbeaten the rest of the way in conference. So I think this is going to be a fun league, but I don't think that they're in the mix um, in in terms of the playoff conversation. Uh, But really good teams, and I'm curious to see the reasons to worry about this defense. But they can score, and Max Duggan is is simply outstanding. Oklahoma State, I didn't think they were a team that was capable of running the table either. I thought they would win last week, and I thought they were on pace to doing that. Uh, this is going to be interesting this week with Texas uh, in the mix, and to me competing and winning the Big 12 is certainly something that both of these teams could do along with TCU, as well as Kansas State, I wouldn't rule out. I'm curious to see how this plays out. Um
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know that they've got the close loss to Alabama. Uh, if they had not lost that game to, to Texas Tech, would be in a little bit different discussion. But uh, they only put up 363 yards against uh, the Big 12's best defense. But traveled 75 yards for the game-winning touchdown. And ended the drive by converting a fourth and goal. And Quinn, yours is not making this team great, but they're really good. They're very capable of making more big plays than they have. I, 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 I think it's baby steps in this league, and I'm curious to see what at least Texas is doing. We know that Oklahoma is struggling and why Texas seems to be getting a little bit better, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. I still think Texas is probably a nine and three, maybe an eight and 14. That's it in my view, is at least heading in the right direction. Kansas State um, has been a well-coached team, a really good team. Um, They they don't give you chances to win games. you got to beat them. Um, And I'm curious to see, particularly, when they can take good offenses out of their game by not only with their defense, but with their offense controlling the football. Oklahoma, didn't we tell you that You know what? What do people say? What what did you hear the guys say on the networks talking about? uh, Well, Dylan Gabriel doesn't play defense. How is that going to make them better? And you always can see how little people know about football, even though they're paid to talk about it. Um, Folks, Oklahoma is not good on defense. Therefore, you got to keep the defense off the field as much as possible. You got to score points, and you, in order to score points, you. You have to have a good quarterback situation, and without Dylan Gaber on the game, they can't move the football, they can't stay on the field, and they certainly can't score points. So, yes, if you can keep the defense off the field in and out, in, in, in out of bad situations and you can provide them a lot of points, it's a big difference. <clears throat> Give a pitcher, you know, six runs is a little bit better than him having to go out and and, uh, and pitch a shutout. So I think that was the difference. Dylan Gabriel, uh, the, the defense has got a lot of – the defense is not any better or any improved. It was how they are able to move the football and score points on offense that was the difference. Little little positive signs as they try to fix things going forward. I, I think people are jumping off the Brent Venable ship a little too quick in my view. Uh, Kansas, look, um, again in that game, they still have a very creative offensive look. It's about expectation. You're five and two, and two and two at Kansas. That's getting it done. That's a really good job. I think people get a little overexcited. People can't, you know, uh, do anything in moderation. You know, thinking that they're going to win the Big Twelve was completely unrealistic. Even though everybody was quote unquote in it, uh, they're going to end up the rest of the way with a good record. I'm sure they're going to have a hard time on the road in Waco with an upset Baylor team this week. I'm sure they're going to have a hard time against Oklahoma State. So I think there's a very good chance that they're going to be 5-4 and four and 2-4 and four in the next two weeks. Um, Texas Tech is a road game that's going to be challenging that could go either way. Um, Texas is certainly at home. We know they've had success. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I still think getting one more win – two would be fantastic going to a bowl game. Texas Tech is trying to do the same thing. Open week came at a good time for them. They had bad luck at the the injuries to the quarterback position in the past. Uh, That won't be the case heading into the the game with West Virginia this weekend with Morton and Donovan Smith. Look like they're ready to go. Tyler Schaub is reportedly close to returning as well. So they've shown some positive signs defensively, and I'm curious to see what they can do against West Virginia and how West Virginia responds to this game started and two got the biggest, biggest win of the year for them on Thursday night against uh, Baylor. Um, curious to see about the health of Blake Chapin. Um, and, you know, and, and so listen, um, the defense didn't play well and given up a, a ton of yards. Um, but uh, JT Daniels converted very effectively uh, I think that's going to be interesting to see. Baylor has been a disappointment. There's no question about it. They look like they might be a contender. And a lot of people thought in the preseason contenders would be in the big 12. And look, big fan of Dave Aranda. Love what they did last year. But there's a Plus. A, a belief of a continuum of what you have been, and that's not the the case. Uh, it, it's a, every year, it's a new year. That um, you know, uh, we'll we'll kind of see how this plays out going forward. As we got uh, you got a um, Kansas uh, team, then you've got uh, Texas Tech, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see um, where they finish out the season. I'm more concerned about the defensive play, which struggled. They've been very um, Unassignment sound, uh, not been really good against the run. Um, And then you've got Iowa State again. It's been a heartbreak for them. They've played everybody pretty well, but they can't pull off big wins. They don't win close games because they don't have enough offense to punch it in. So it's a developmental program that just offensively, they just don't have enough answers. But defensively, they play well. Uh, It's a a really interesting um, dynamic with both Iowa and Iowa State being so good on defense and really offering nothing to the table on offense. Hey, that's a look of the Big 12 uh, is inside the film room from this past week. Reminder, we'll break down the games for you uh, this weekend coming up. So make sure that you keep it here on the Landry Football Podcast Network. And if you want more detailed film room analysis on the college and the pro game, head on over to LandryFootball.com and take advantage of our football season sale today.